0: Following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star community radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate. Or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP
1: Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com.
2: Hi, welcome to Keeping Up with Conroe, hosted by Phyza Conroe. I'm Jody. I'm Shannon. And we are here to highlight upcoming events and local businesses in the area. We are here live the second Tuesday of every month at 11 a.m. And after the show airs, we will post on podcasts, YouTube, etc. So tune in regularly to Keeping Up with Conroe.
1: Although that's a big lie. We haven't been here in a while. We have
2: March. I know. I'm so
1: happy to be back. I know. Life is getting
2: back to normal. <laughs> I think
1: Dick missed us. He did. A
2: lot. <laughs> 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 he missed us so much.
1: Well, we've got some exciting things to talk about today. Right. So yes. first, our first guest.
2: Yes, we have Katie with Fairs Etc. Welcome back. Good morning. How are you? Doing fairly well.
1: We were just catching up before yes. we went live and mm-hmm. hearing about evac- helping with the evacuation of some of the animals you down along excitement. the
3: coast. Yes, yes. Yes. So we have a friend with a small zoo in Orange, Texas, and we were uh, able to provide placement for his 33 animals while he evacuated um, for those few days during Hurricane Laura. So that's very exciting, (laughs) very exhausting, Um, because usually, you know, you add one, two, maybe three animals at a time. I mean, we did take the 40 parakeets, but to add 33 (laughs) different animals at the, all at once and then have to care for them every day it um threw a wrench in wrench in the works but we really um due to help from volunteers made it happen and we were able to take good quality care of their animals and what right. kind of animals were there uh, so we had a dozen birds of different shapes and sizes so we had lorries and cockatoos and amazons and macaws um, and then we had an african porcupine and a kinkajou and a mundi. And then we also had some other smaller animals, like a tenrec, which is kind of like a hedgehog. Um, It's a critically endangered species, uh, so we like to talk about those guys a lot. Uh, You can see him on our Instagram and our Facebook if you scroll back. Um, So it was really good. It brought back really good memories of... Zookeeping and stuff like that for me um, because I do miss the animal world so much. Not that, you know, we don't have animals that I already care for, um, but having the different animals to mentally stimulate their, you and what are you going to do to mentally stimulate them and enrich their lives uh, for that day uh, is enriching for me. So. Aww.
1: I love I love people that have such a passion for what they do. So, and that's one of the reasons why when Jody and I were talking about who can
3: we bring mm-hmm. on,
1: it's like, oh, we've got to get her to come in and talk about yeah. the animals and this was before we even knew about right, all of this. Right. Stuff. So, yeah. are yeah. they all home now?
3: They're all home now. Yes. Kay. Yep. So, uh, thankful everyone is safe. Back home, they only had some uh, fencing damage, and they were able to correct that and get a generator so they could take everybody home all at once. And
1: they've got power back now?
3: Um My someone told me yesterday they're supposed to get power back tomorrow. All right, so yeah, so keep praying for them that 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 happens and everybody can. My aunt and
1: uncle, I'm from Louisiana, my aunt and uncle live in Pineville, Alexandria, and they were without power for 10 days. They finally got it Saturday morning, yeah, power Saturday morning. So Oh, it takes a while, but bless her heart. And too yeah. bad it's in this, all this heat. It just right. makes it even worse. So. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, but everybody's safe. So that's good. Well,
1: good. Well, let's switch gears. Tell yes. us a little bit about bears, et cetera. What is it? What's your mission? Kind of, uh, how does it fit in with our community?
3: Um, so our mission is to provide permanent pl- Permanent community-based sustainable placement for exotic animals out of the pet trade, with the bigger picture being leaving the world better than we found it um, by connecting people with nature through the animals that we rescue um, and, um, yeah, giving them a piece of the wild, the P-E-A-C-E. So we want to provide them habitats that can mimic what they would have in the wild we can't give them the wild you know they still because they're not native species they still have to be caged in but if we can give them as much as they can so they can be as natural as they would be in the wild and we can demonstrate that for people and help them understand that what you see on the youtube and what you see on facebook isn't natural for some of these animals um that we can do that and help educate and that piece comes along with those people too being able to be out and nature not on their phones and electronics all the time gives you a different sense of peace and de-stresses and so we want to invite people to you know spend time uh either in our backyard or in your backyard you know or in the woods just go down you know to the Sam Houston forest you know just for a few minutes we want to encourage you to do that and that will leave your world better than we found it because of that change in energy and everything so
1: That's awesome. So, um, how did you first get involved? You said you were a former zoo.
3: Um, So, I started with exotics back when I was in high school, and I worked for a veterinarian who saw exotics. And then from there, I started working as a high school intern at a local backyard menagerie. So I raised tiger cubs and monkeys, and that's where I fell in love with bears. I've always loved bears. Since I was a little girl, I collected teddy bears and stuff. Um, But I fell in love with these two retired circus bears. Um, Also, a couple camels came into my life, and I was just like, wow, everybody underestimates the hoofstock. So I fell in love with those. And then went to vet tech school at Purdue where I specialized in exotics and wildlife and minored in nat- uh, wildlife management and natural resources because I wanted to track exotics. I, I always wanted to do that. And I became a wildlife rehabber um, through a local rehabber there. Um, I was a seasonal zookeeper at our local zoo. So it all, you know, has all revolved around that. And then slowly but surely, I had 11 years with a corporate um, place and um, was a manager for them and all of this stuff and got the business part of it Mm -hmm. behind me and learned how to really run businesses because they don't teach you that in vet tech school. It's all animal care and pharmacology and all of that stuff. And so uh, to be able to come then full circle and come back to the facility that I'd worked at in high school and become the manager there and be able to use my vet tech schools to help them have better animal management Um, and work alongside the veterinarian. Um, So it was pretty amazing. And then finding out that the bears are the least served animal in the pet trade – Um, you've got lots of big cat sanctuaries you've got lots of reptile um, facilities you've got lots of bird sanctuaries you don't see any bear sanctuaries truly rescuing bears out of the pet trade you see some of those big cat sanctuaries are taking in bears Mm -hmm. Um, there are other bear facilities across the United States that either do wildlife rehab and then provide permanent placement for non releasable wildlife or you have the facilities that are the um, menageries or the buy sell breed trade facilities Um, that breed them, sell the cubs, do photo, use them for photo props, um, and you know they make a lot of money doing that. But at the end of the season, many of those facilities the ones that don't get sold are euthanized because they don't want to feed a bear who eats 40 pounds of produce a day, um, digs, climbs, and lives 30 years, where your big cats, they maybe eat 5 to 15 pounds of food Mm -hmm. of meat a day and only live 20 years, you know? So um, they don't want to have to house them for the rest of their lives, so that's unfortunate. And so when they go, they sell these cubs into the pet trade, then, you know, where do they go once the people figure out it wasn't a good idea? Um, Or like hurricanes happen or corona happens and the, these facilities can't afford to house yeah. and they start getting rid of the most expensive animals and so we want to be that refuge for them so yeah
1: which costs is costly it's costly right yes so how do you operate
3: um, so we are a nonprofit. So donations, actually, fifty percent of our donations come through Facebook. So our social media really? um, is amazing. absolutely amazing because we don't have we only have a half an acre right now. So we're fundraising to get twenty acres. So the bears that we rescue, we can provide permanent placement for. Currently, we are taking them to other facilities so we've rescued five bears and took them for to a facility in arizona and things of that nature and we we're helping find placement for other exotics we help find placement for a wolf dog you know and things Mm -hmm. like that at other rescue places similar to you yeah if they don't buy sell breed trade or use animals for entertainment they're a true sanctuary and so that's where we try and find placement for them okay so yeah and i'm
1: assuming you work some with the the wolf sanctuary i have i used to be
2: on the board there there, yeah. yeah,
1: it's a great, yeah. great facility yeah. as well.
2: So and you also receive donations from Amazon, correct? Yes.
3: So if you shop on Amazon, please use Amazon Smile. Yes. And there is not uh, the, the app just changed for iPhone users, but I think it hasn't changed for Androids. I, I haven't been up to date on that. So if you shop Amazon, use Amazon Smile through your browser or you can take it and create an app for yourself. Um And Choose Bears, et cetera, as your um, charity of choice and a portion of the proceeds from your purchase every time um, comes to us. Very simple to do. Yeah. Yeah. Not that we don't want you to shop small business because we are very community (laughs) based in (laughs) our businesses and stuff like that. But if you have to shop on Amazon, please use Amazon Smile. And that just doesn't go for us. If there's a charity that you support, check and see if they have an Amazon um, Smile we that did that for, that. Our,
1: like, band and mm-hmm. yeah. my son's athletics through right. high yeah. school. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Um, we also, um, on eBay, you can, if you're selling something on eBay, you can choose us as a charity. Um, and you can donate through our website and, like I said, our Facebook. And you've um, got
1: events here and you're involved here.
3: So, obviously, yes. there's
1: opportunity to take, um, to, to give donations or right, whatever. Right, right. We've been well.
3: doing um, a Rayford Sawdust Market uh, every other Sunday down in the woodlands. So you can come see us there, buy a t shirt. You know, um, all of our sales of our shirts and all of our product at our booths is for our operating budget, where all of the donations come in and go into our capital campaign. So oh, that's good um, That's kind of how we've set up for success. Well, we haven't been able to have any of our events. We had to cancel our birthday bash in the spring, and we've canceled Octoberfest for the fall. So all of the donations coming in, depending on what they're earmarked for, depending on what somebody says, you know, here, this is for Printer ink, or here, this is, you know, for the parakeets, or here, this is for the tortoises, you know, um... Whatever it's earmarked for, that's what it goes for, right. and so we're really appreciative to find these little markets and stuff like that. Right. So if you're having an event, and we can have a booth, preferably for free, right. um, we would love to come set up um, because our operating budget right now is super small, you know, and we're members of the chambers, so you know we're um, always. Um, giving back giving back and working you'll see us at lobster fest that's coming up uh you know they changed the way they're doing that but we're still volunteering at lobster fest we're still you know trying to help out um we're going to bridgewood farms they're having a christmas um event and they've invited us to come because at our events we give free booths to all nonprofits. We want to be able to give back even more. So if you're a nonprofit and we have an event, you're more than welcome to come set up and collect donations through the people that come to our event because we want to help you too because we know how hard it is to right. write a nonprofit. Correct. <laughs> so And yeah. we're all in this together. Yeah. So yes. yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. I
1: wanted to ask about your outreach. Do you do things with the schools and with I mean how do you how do you um How do you do your outreach in the community to help, like you were saying, educate the people about. I do.
3: I love puppy, public speaking. I don't know if you realize that or not. <laughs> but I love being out in the community and You're not to shy. I'm not shy <laughs> at all. Um, I probably should have been a motivational speaker, but I love animals so much that I'd rather right. like, you know, do that. So um, I go into schools, classrooms, and because of my vet tech uh, and biology background, and my husband is an ecologist, I can do anatomy, physiology, and I can talk about any of the animals I've ever worked with. So if you want to learn about tigers, you want to learn about amphibia and reptiles you want to learn about birds I can come in and talk about those anywhere from you know elementary school preschool we have a program for preschoolers we make bear masks and we you know read a bear story you know stuff like that all the way up into high school where we talk about ecology and habitat management and all of that stuff for bears and why they're the best propagator that we have in the United States to help with ecological restoration right. very cool so.
1: do you work at all with AM?
3: not yet that's my goal is to build a connection with them. And uh, I've got a
1: connection for you. I'll well, talk to you go. about that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause good. I think there's some great opportunity there too. I, yeah. I actually got my degree in recreation parks and tourism, but I took a lot of wildlife management and a bunch of those kind of classes yeah. at the same time. yeah, so. that would be absolutely yep, wonderful. I've got some connections.
3: We're me. also a member of the Texas black bear Alliance. I'm actually the vice president of that. So we're helping talk to people about bears that are coming into Texas From Louisiana, Arkansas, and Oklahoma and how to be bear aware and safe. Um, So we do that as well. So if anybody has a group that's going to Montana, Colorado, West Texas, Wyoming, uh, I can do a bear awareness program for you to what to do and what not to do. Um, when you go into bear country, scouts,
1: you need to tell all the scouts. My son did the hike through, uh, Philmont, Cimarron mountains. He had to take bear repellent and bear stuff. And I'm like, Oh my gosh.
3: And it's and and it's just like if you carry a firearm, if you're not used to using it, it's not easy and you don't carry it. So many people carry it in their pack instead of on their waist. Yeah. Uh, So all of these little details of how to practice, how to pull the pin, you know, you don't actually have to spray it, but practice with it before you go. You know, practice makes perfect.
2: And so he saw bears,
1: but he was good. Yeah. So, and
2: my husband told me we plan on going to Montana this before Christmas. So I might have to hit you up for some advice. (laughs) Yes, I will be
3: more than happy. Um, We'll also do uh, pause parties at a part of our outreach. So similar to your pampered chef parties or your you know whatever that we go into your home, we'll bring wine, beer, you know hors d'oeuvres. And just give us 15 minutes, have a party at your house, give us 15 minutes to talk about bears, et cetera, what we're doing. And then, you know, that helps spread the word too. That's cool. And then we collect donations that way. So,
2: huh. That's a great idea. Because we do, you know, we do parties as, you know, Pampered Chef or Tupperware mm-hmm. or whatever. That's a great idea. I love yeah. that. Yeah, so
3: all different kind of out-of-the-box ideas that yeah. something that nobody else is doing that we can do, that we can bring it to you, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go to Rotaries. I go to Lions Clubs. I, I go to all of that stuff um, and try and help spread the word. So.
2: Okay, so I follow you on Facebook. So yes. tell us about the parakeets. Okay. Because I kind of <laughs> understood, I, you know, I learned from Facebook what happened. But Yes. Uh,
3: so back in February um i am in rescue i also do dog rescue i foster dogs for opa which is operation pets alive who rescued who and asvt animal shelter volunteers of texas it just depends on who needs help at the time that we have an opening so i'm in a lot of dog rescue groups and i get tagged that there's these parakeets right. in this i do remember park this. in houston um that someone had released and it happens the same time for the last 3 years if you search their Facebook page from this park and so I was like can someone go get an eye on them because I'm an hour and a half away and I'm not going to go down there if they're not there right. you know learning from the wildlife rehab days if a goose can get to water or a swan can get to water and it has an injured wing you're never catching it like you just never are so if these birds are full flight and they're already gone you know I'm not driving an hour and a half down Correct. there it's just simple time management And so, someone close by, I I put a plea out on Facebook, someone close by said, they're still here, head on down, a cat rescue person and her friend came and met me there, so we've got a cat rescue and a bear rescue down there rescuing these parakeets, and come to find out. There are uh, religious organizations that in their home countries, they would go to the wet markets. So the wet markets are what we saw at the beginning of this coronavirus where they said someone ate an infected bat or a pangolin. Um, and that caused the coronavirus, you know. Well, no, but nobody knows. You know, was it that? Was it biological? Right. You know, I'm not getting into the, to that. The politics but, of that. <laughs> uh, but understanding that this is their freedom of religion to be able to take a caged animal and release it back into the wild. That's what they would do to bring good karma, good luck to them for the rest of the year. So we go down there, and and the it just so happens that someone had walked the day before, took pictures of the boxes next to the trash can from these released parakeets so they released over 100 parakeets it was like the one of the coldest wettest days in february and these guys were hypothermic which means they were super cold they were hungry someone had put down bird seed but they were so scared to come down because the peregrine falcons when they flew out of the trees were picking them off um and so for me as a biology you know person and stuff like that i I look and i see and they're picking off the white ones the yellow ones the pretty ones that most people want to adopt but not the green ones which are camouflaged because humans have created these colors for captive pets and so i'm like it's biology in action but at the same time it's really really sad to watch this happen so slowly throughout the day i got down there about 11 o'clock and at six o'clock we had um caught the 51 remaining parakeets so it just took time and patience and letting them. <laughs> How do you them.
1: catch birds? I know, and I'm they, they wearing, were so um, tiny. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So we had nets. Um, fish nets work really well. Uh, the small fish. <laughs> nets. I picture you with like a butterfly <laughs> net
1: going around. I mean, and... that's basically,
3: we just had to catch one by one by oh one. Gosh. And then we would put them in the, the cloth collapsible clothes hampers. And then I would take them into my suburban where it was warm and put them in a big dog kennel. And that's how I transported them home. Oh God! Uh, and then, but. By- uh, someone had already pulled in and said, can I help? They knew we were there because I was doing live Facebook right. stuff. The and you were on the afternoon. News. Yes, yeah. we were on all the news channels. <laughs> um, and in the meantime, someone had stolen my yes. purse out of my car with all of my tips. Uh, I work five jobs. One of them is waitressing, and then I do dog grooming. So all of my tips from the last several weeks uh, were in my car. Someone <laughs> stole my purse. So it was just kind of crazy. But we just kept on you know, keeping on. And then someone created a GoFundMe for me it actually we shut it down because it raised more than what i needed so the money that was more than what i needed went back into bears etc and so i only kept what was taken was taken from me so people showed up and they showed up with parakeet seed they showed up with bird cages and then the next day i tell you what amazon <laughs> i was having fedex ups and usps at uh, my door uh well uh ups and fedex twice a day trucks just i had 200 pounds of parakeet seed within 24 hours wow um so the people really came out and um it went viral we have people from the uk that are now sponsoring some of our birds so we put out a sponsorship um for that we were originally going to adopt out some of the parakeets we're going to keep some you know and build a small aviary but within three weeks three of the parakeets had passed away from kidney failure, which means there's already neglect and abuse prior to them being released they weren't getting enough water that these young they still had brown on their beaks which means they were just fledglings they had just learned how to fly that's how young these birds Mm -hmm. were and their stripes were all the way to their sear which is their nose um so they were babies being released Mm. and they wouldn't have known how to survive in the wild while we do have some that do survive Um, We have a colony of Quaker parrots and stuff like that that live around here and in Houston. Uh, They will survive, but at this time and as young as they were, these birds would have not survived with the circumstances they were under. So after the kidney failure, um, the necropsies coming back and and talking to our vet, um, our board voted that we're going to provide permanent placement for all of these. So um, I put a plea out. We built out a... um, shed um so you see the she sheds that have the front porches on them we built that out so they have an indoor outdoor aviary in our and back on our property right now so and you can see live videos on our facebook page of them just being as happy as all get out the sun comes up and they're out there i can hear them in my
2: house um and you pull in and you hear them because they're just so happy and, and that chattering. has be an amazing sound to know that you were able to save them and to know that they're safe and better yeah.
3: off. Yeah, and I warn people, be careful what you pray for because a year earlier someone had was at the Conroe H-E-B and they had caught a parakeet and we took it in and he needed friends. They're flock animals, you know? And so we'd been praying for a friend
2: for him. Someone well, had, you know, there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: and here
2: we get 40 more parakeets. Oh, <laughs> and so, it's interesting you were able to educate the religious group that had released them.
3: We haven't yet. Okay. That is our goal. Yeah. Um, we found out that there's um, like 10 or 20 of their organizations within a 10 mile radius of that park um so we don't want to be like you can't do this you know they uh, but if we can get them connected with local wildlife rehabbers where they can release native species at the right time and still be able to have their freedom of religion i'm all for that you know we're leaving the world better than we found it we're trying to find ways for them to do it without releasing non-native species right so, right, they yeah. have the
2: best of intentions, and right. so it's just yeah. right. about education. Right, exactly, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. So, so. Well, and if you're
1: not following them on Facebook, yes. you definitely need to, because it is pretty uh, pretty exciting sometimes Correct. when when we're watching you live, literally going yes. to Houston to pick I up these I love seeing birds. the animals,
2: though, I do. I love scrolling through your feed and seeing all the animals. I'm going to have to go back and look for that little
1: hedgehog thing.
2: Though. I know, yeah, I, haven't I haven't seen that. that. Yes. <laughs> I have yeah. It's I easier to see if on if our
3: Instagram, because we've been posting a lot more educational articles recently on our Facebook page, um, so yes. if you go to our Instagram, it's BearsETCTX, um, and you can see him I pretty quickly. definitely do that. Yes. So Is, it's and your website, adorable. too, so everyone can. BearsETC.org. Dot yeah. org. And yeah. then there And then we're go. BearsETC on Facebook.
1: Yes. Okay. And um, can people make donations or find out how to get involved on your website? Um, Website and Facebook?
3: Website and Facebook. We are updating our website, so please be patient with us. Um, Not everything is on there that we want to be on there right now. I actually have a meeting this afternoon. Um, But, yes, and we're always looking for volunteers, um, both animal care, educational outreach. We do booths. That's how we earn our operating budget. Um, And we have a lot of booths coming up, as we're hearing, as people are opening up and doing things, um, booth opportunities. And then uh, we're working on Birthday Bash for february 27th okay. 2021 that's so coming up faster uh, than you think. it'll be yes. here before yes. you know it and it, it yeah. is a car show and we are partnering with god's garage oh, um that that's we're such having a great it. organization yes. too uh we've been friends with them for several years and since they've recently purchased their 13 acres they're like come on you know they always are judges at our October fest with our barbecue cook-off and now you know we're having a car show so we're having them help judge cars and stuff uh with that and we'll have ice cream and cake because it is our fourth birthday our first our fourth birthday um so we'll have all kinds of stuff going on out there um well we'll make sure and help push all of that out too because that's always fun too so yes that's awesome. Well good. Anything else you want to share before yeah. we go? Let you get out of here? Um, we are looking for 20 acres. So if anybody has a uh, large acreage and they would like to lease um owner finance donate because we are a 501c3 um we need 20 acres to help save these bears um if anybody watched tiger king that was a huge hit i think everyone watched it during quarantine yeah and you're fine um we have known about these guys since 2009 Um, And I have had threats from Joe Exotic and um, because of speaking out against him. And there are two bears living on his property that Jeff Lowe now has. But Carol Baskin is taking over the property, but not the animals. But there are two bears there that are malnutritioned, emaciated and have stereotypic um, behaviors, which is mental illness Mm -hmm. and captive animals. And so we can't provide permanent placement for them until we have a property. And um, there are some at Tim Stark's place, uh, which is in Southern Indiana. Um, And there is one at a small zoo um, up in Kansas who she reached out. uh, It wants to eat one of the keepers. Like she doesn't want, like she wants to kill one of the keepers. So it's not safe for the keeper or the animal because the animal may injure itself trying to get at this Mm -hmm. keeper. So there are emergency placements needed currently Um, for these bears but you need the land but we need the land Um, and uh, a couple years ago there was a survey done and there was about a thousand bears in private owner hands and in small zoos that were in need of placement not emergency placement but just placement and so we want to be able to help we want to leave the world better than we found it we want to help people find ways to leave their legacy and if you want to leave your legacy through bears etc we would love to be a solution for that so
1: right. um, wow well, it's a great we, plan we will do what we can yeah. to help promote everything you've got y'all y- yeah. you're doing an amazing job yeah. i think it, it, the world needs more people like you that yes. have a pa- true passion and uh if you're doing what you love and what you believe in it's not really work right
3: right so right. exactly yeah. so. and we want to be better for this community we want to be a draw for montgomery county Absolutely. like we love it here we would we don't want to move you know i said yeah. if we had opportunity to go to walker county san jacinto county grimes county that we would but we really really love and are involved in this community both my husband and i um so we would really love to stay here if we can
1: well we'll see what yes. we can do to help <laughs> sure. So. for sure we appreciate it yes. thank you so thank much yes thank you for, you for having me
3: and of continuing course. to support us yeah
1: you want me to do this? Go for it. <laughs> well, thanks a lot. We need to take a quick break and stay tuned. Up next, we'll be visiting with Frank Robinson with the City of Conroe. You're listening to Keeping Up With Conroe, hosted by Visit Conroe. Want to check out the fastest growing sport in the world? It's right here in Conroe, Texas. And it's Roller Derby. Conroe Roller Derby is a non-profit recreational league of women and men who want you to come and check out the fast-paced Hard-hitting game of roller derby, the Conroe Cutthroats practice at Rainbow Roller Rink on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can find our game schedule and more information on our website, www.conroerollerderby.com. This is Rick TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two for Tuesday or a three for whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line 936-647-3776
0: or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right, you can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it.
3: Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look up the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com.
4: Hey, y'all, it's DJ Mike from Dance Simon, Texas.
2: Are you interested in learning more about preparing quick, healthy, and safe meals for your family? Would you like to spend time with others, learning tips and tricks, along with practicing
1: and tasting nutritious food? If so, the On the Road to Healthy Living mobile cooking school is for you. Call Amy Ressler at Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service at 936-539-7825 to find a class near you or volunteer to host a class.
2: and we are back you are listening to keeping up with conroe i'm your host jody i'm shannon and we are with visit conroe we have frank robinson the new downtown manager with us
1: hello ladies
2: how are you today very he,
1: sh- well, very he well, shares man. an office building yes. with us so we talk all the time yes
2: <laughs> we're friends yeah yes yes
4: you yes. <laughs> make a lot of
2: noise
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: oh i believe it <laughs>
1: when well, we were talking about you earlier with dick saying that you know um you were hired right when all this coronavirus stuff hit and then nothing it's like the perfect storm right you know, i you guess get
4: hired and they say okay get out there hit the streets and start you know meeting people and all that and the next thing you know the day after that everything uh, closes everything shuts down you know, the right. governor says no go away <laughs> just joking go home <laughs> yeah you stay at home don't come to work don't do anything glad
2: you got to see downtown now and go home <laughs>
4: <laughs> did give me a lot of time though to read up on conroe's history and and you know figure out who the movers and shakers are and of course you two were the first ones identified yeah
2: uh-huh. <laughs> yes uh-huh. you know, i'm partial you know i'm partial to here because this is home but you know
4: yeah yeah you did tell me
2: that yeah you? that I think conroe it, girl right conroe girl yep high
4: school and everything i was right? born
2: here my wow. dad graduated from here my grandparents are from here so yeah this is home forever Yep, but, yep. I mean it can always do you know, it's beautiful, but you know, there's always things that we can do to make it better.
4: Oh, absolutely. Well you know, Conroe's just growing like crazy it's, anyway.
2: It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. You
4: know,
2: well tell us
1: what you've learned. Yes. In the time that you've been reading. Okay. And then I know that you've been able to talk to a lot of the downtown businesses and owners and residents. What what have you what have you learned?
4: Well, I have. Uh, just before COVID actually did shut us down, I had the opportunity of meeting some of the folks here, and it and it gave me the idea that we needed to do a survey of downtown and find out just where people were in their attitudes and opinions about a variety of things. Last year, you may recall, the City Council adopted the Downtown Conroe Development Plan. Right Now, they've had uh, several plans over the years. Yeah, I think
1: this was phase two, wasn't it?
4: This i don't know be honest with you i know they've had two other plans and um the the fate of those i think uh was more about being on the bookshelf quite frankly and and not really being implemented this plan very well constructed great ideas and so well organized that it it really was the right Mm -hmm. the right move and so the council adopted that plan last year and, and in that plan was a recommendation to fill the position of downtown manager, which which had been vacant for many years. They had just simply not filled it. So I was hired, I actually came out of retirement. I had officially retired uh, after 38 years in city management and public service and was drawing my pension and the whole bit. But. I just have always felt Conroe was a crown jewel in Montgomery County, Mm -hmm. and when uh, the city manager called and said, hey, would you be interested in coming to Conroe and helping us implement this downtown development plan, I I had to say yes. It, It was just too much of a great opportunity to pass up. So, got here, began talking to some people, figured out pretty quickly that There were some very strong opinions and some great enthusiasm about our downtown and about Conroe, and we have a really strong business community here that is committed Mm -hmm. to being in downtown, and and Shannon, I know you know from the tourism side of it, and you've worked with a lot of these folks, they want to see more of everything, more retail, more restaurants, more more residential living, more events, big on events, Mm -hmm. and so put together a survey, went out there. It took about 45 days to, to get the sample size that I needed to make this a, a good statistical survey, and the results were presented to the City Council a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And they were very, they were very flattering and, and telling about where the people are in Conroe as far as their attitude. It's very strong, they're very positive, they're very supportive of what the Council has done in adopting that plan. Right. And they really want us to move forward on creating downtown Conroe as a destination.
1: Yeah, I I found it really interesting that, I mean, some of it, it told us what we already knew, Um, you know, some concerns that they had or things that they wished were different. But but I was really pleasantly surprised at the, positivity that came out of it yes. and how they already liked some of the things that were being done mm-hmm. and and it wasn't just turning around going great yes now we want you to do this they were like how can we together get this done that's right so i was i was really pleasantly surprised at how how the results came i think you really out. summed it up well yeah,
4: yeah they they um, in spite of some you know everybody has concerns about all sorts of things in right. downtown but none of that diminished mm-hmm. their enthusiasm
1: and it wasn't anything that couldn't be overcome yeah.
4: that's right that's right. Everything's fixable. Yeah. Yes, you know, and 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 quite frankly, some of these things are just going to be uh, ongoing inherent issues with a an urban environment. Right. Yeah, you, know, you are always going to have some traffic. You're always going to have some parking issues. You're going to well, have some noise, especially you
1: know, so if you're a fast growing community like yes. Conroe is. Yeah. I mean, it's hard yeah. to maintain the that main street downtown feel. When everything around you yeah. is exploding, so yeah, it'll hard,
2: it'll stay hard to be seen as that small town feel. As you know, they're expecting over a hundred thousand just in the city mm-hmm. limits by the end mm-hmm. of the census. Yes, that's not a small town no. by no. any means, but
1: if you can keep the downtown yes. area that way, it's kind of fun and, and having all of the. Privately owned businesses in downtown, and not all the chains. It it really makes it nice. Tell us about your background. Where do you? What have you done in the past, and why do we think you're the man for this job?
4: Well, my background, it's uh. You mentioned uh, city management. Lots of twists and turns. Yes, (laughs) I didn't start out that way. I actually, my first real job was in in the city government. Was a police officer. I started out. I didn't know that. Yes, Uh, in 1971. Denton, Texas. Okay, I love you. I was a student at University of North Texas at the time, and had really a good time as a student there. In fact, I made the dean's list three times: twice for academic promotion, <laughs> <and> once for <laughs> academic suspension.
2: Oh well, there you go.
4: <laughs> so I had to get a real job and and figure out life, so I could go back to school right. and finish it. Well, the city of Denton was hiring for police officers, and I was hired, and trained, and became a policeman. And that's how I got started. And eventually worked my way up into the ranks and then was recruited away from the police department to come to West University Place as the chief of police. So in the city of West University Place, I started out there as the chief of police and about two years later there was a reorganization and I was promoted and my officer said I crossed over to the dark side. Oh, yeah. I went into city management. And that's how I got started. I was the deputy city manager there I left for a while. Worked in the private sector for nearly 10 years in real estate development for one of the largest real estate development companies in the United States, uh, Century Development Corporation, 4,000 employees and 30 million square feet of commercial, wow. residential space. And I was the head of corporate security. So we had uh, wow. several hundreds of employees and lots of responsibility, but never really felt full and complete. You know, there was seemed like there was always something missing. And later, I decided to uh, jump on an opportunity to become the operations director for the Greater Greens Point Management District, which was a special district. Greens Point was in real trouble. You might remember back in the in the early 90s. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots of, they called it Guns Point
2: down mm-hmm. there. It was terrible. That's where I went clothes shopping for school every yeah. year. <laughs> yes.
4: Yes. Uh, it, was <clears throat> it was not good. And... I came in as their director of operations and set up their public safety program and helped turn that place around and and reduce crime significantly. And one thing led to another and was recruited away from there to the Woodlands to start to open the doors of what was then known as the Town Center Improvement District of Montgomery County. So my job was to organize staff, create the budgets, develop the marketing program, develop the policing program, develop the economic development program. And all of that came together, and after 14 years, and while doing that, graduating from Sam Houston with my master's degree uh, in public administration, I then um, got recruited away again, and this time it was to California, of Mm. all places. But I went out there for nine years and was the uh, city manager for uh, the town of Apple Valley. Now, you two may be too young to remember, but this was the home of Roy Rogers and Dale Evans. Uh So when I reached the magic retirement age, I retired, and we had bought a home back here in Texas. Mm -hmm. You can take a Texan out of Texas, you just can't take the Texas out of a Texan. So as soon as I I managed to um, retire, Mm -hmm. came back, and uh, thought I was going to enjoy a life of retirement, about two years into it, couldn't stand it, hated it, had to find something to do began really uh, getting involved in the city manager association in Texas and all that, and the city manager here in Conroe, Paul Vergadamo was my sponsor for that. We've known him for years, 25 years. But when this opportunity came up, I think that he probably recognized the, uh, the background, the experience, the success that was associated, especially with the woodlands and the downtown mm-hmm. development there, and helping that community grow the way it did, and, and actually working with the state legislature, to change the character of that special district so that it became a township Mm -hmm. and i'm sure all of that played an important role in their decision to hire i
1: mean i think uh, all of your past experience that you've mentioned definitely could play a part in helping conroe kind of go to that next level downtown conroe go to that next level well i I
4: certainly think the conroe has every element right now and it just needs to be directed, you know, everything we need to push everything in the right. I'm direction
1: just chomping more. at the bit, though. i any, anything that you mention or an idea that comes up, I'm like, great! Can we do it now? I, I <laughs> She's mean, the, so good about that. The downtown it plan is so exciting, <laughs> and no. I'm just like, okay, I know it requires quite <laughs> well, a bit of money, I mean, but I'm just like, come on, let just tell you let's the, do the it. For the now.
4: listening audience, for their benefit, uh, Shannon, you you are such an enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> you are talk about optimistic and looking towards the future and pushing Correct. the envelope. You know. Uh, and Jody is uh, what a great assistant you have here
1: absolutely we've got a wonderful team. would we'll we tell really do Can you share some of the um, new and exciting things that are kind of on the horizon for downtown? Sure
4: uh, I can go into a, a few things uh, without um,
1: yeah don't give away you know, any trade without, secrets right. but well, I
4: can't uh, have to be careful because we have some developers here sure, and sure you know they they want, they want to have the, the sure. day when they can wave the banner and all that. But we're going to see some new development in downtown. One of the things that we we got the city uh, council to uh, adopt, uh, and I think they're very very optimistic about it, is the downtown housing target Mm -hmm. zone program. As you know, there's a uh, $15,000 per house that can be, it's an incentive that comes in a form of rebated taxes back to a developer for building new residential product here in our downtown and it's very clearly laid out you can go to the uh, website you know mm-hmm. the city's website and go right to it and learn about how that program works and already we're starting to see some interest in
1: that'll it. bring some some life into yes. downtown yes, at all hours of the day yes so yes. that's
2: exciting I think that'll help continue to grow the restaurants down here I night think so
1: life. too well any kind of offerings yes. I mean the mm-hmm. mercantile right next door is a perfect example I mean it's like a little mini grocery store and for those residents that live down here it's quick to run over here and grab something. do no, you have to get in your it car. Is. Just yeah. walk.
4: Yeah. And the apartment, well, the residential living component is going to increase in downtown. There's no question yeah. in my mind about that. We have developers that are very interested in building brownstones, mm-hmm. building uh, condos, combining uh, retail, residential, and parking garages all in one, comp- one, one uh, multi-unit type project. That's awesome. Yes. We have... Some restaurants that are looking at downtown right now. I know we have a brew pub.
1: Some new venues, yeah. In, uh,
4: in the works. Uh, they're very interested in coming in here and bringing their, their craft and both you know, selling uh, uh, the beverage plus providing a restaurant experience to go along with that.
1: Some live that music venues. Live
4: music venues, yes. right. We have, a, we have a new jazz, jazz yeah. bar experience yes. uh, coming into town. And they'll be announcing here probably around oh I would guess somewhere around January. Exciting! Yeah, I'm excited about
2: that. Yeah,
4: I think you'll see more of the uh, improvements in a wayfinding system. For example, you know we have the signage system that you I know you've been working working on on that committee for quite Mm -hmm. some time. We're getting there. We're almost ready to finalize that, get it funded through the budget, and then begin the installations next. We'll put it out for bid next year and put. uh, put signs on the ground that would be lands. wonderful
1: and and that's not just for downtown that's for the entire Conroe community yes. to, to for visitors and residents to be able to find their way around but right. but what's awesome about the downtown is talking about the different districts the arts district yeah. the right. homestead district, whatever um, in the downtown plan we're going to be able to kind of identify those different districts and you know
4: what's really interesting is the myth, so there's a, there's a myth out there that, well, uh, some, whoever's in last wants to close the door, not letting anyone else in. And when you think about the business community, they don't want competition. But that's not true. Our business community thrives off of other businesses and like businesses coming into the mm-hmm. area. So we have a couple of restaurant operators right now that are after me. What can we do? What can we do? How can yeah. we get more restaurants here? Yeah. Because they know that they feed off of each other. The same is true with our bars and pubs. Yeah. Uh, you know, the we, alcoholic beverages we could
1: store. say, let's go downtown and eat. And if we yeah. walk in Red Brick Tavern and it's too busy, we right. know we can run across, you know, around the corner and go to Pacific Yard House or whatever. I mean, if the, and if there's only one, mm-hmm. I may right. or may not come downtown. But if there's a handful for me to choose from, Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm excited about all the new things. So. I saw
2: um, when reading it last year when it, the plan came out. I really liked the green space that was incorporated in that, and I think that that and the trail system yes, throughout. I think mm-hmm. that you know invites you know people to come sit. Yes. You know, bring yes. your food. You know, have sit outside, enjoy a nice day, and I think it's really inviting. Of you know, just come and stay a while.
1: And then it's the connectivity yes. between all of it, so that you can walk. Um, comfortably and safely over to the flag park and then mm-hmm. back right. into downtown. I mean, you, you know, it's that connectivity amongst all of the
2: areas. Exactly. Too.
4: Imagine all of that in the near future. All is all connected where you can ride your bicycle around town yes. or you can walk.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, and that was something I started doing last year. Was taking like a break um, right before lunch and walking last year, you know, and um, just do a couple miles. And I think having that space to do it down here, you know, a little more safely will be amazing.
1: Staying off the streets, yeah, yeah. Well, what else do you have to tell us? Other other things going on? I know we've got. Uh,
4: I find it real interesting right now that we're seeing new faces in downtown. If you go to the antique stores and talk to the owners there, they will tell you that they're not seeing as much from the regulars as they are the new faces. The regulars are still coming, but they're seeing more of the, of the new people.
1: I wonder, I mean, are those new residents or are they these, visitors? These are
4: new people. They're visitors. They're coming from uh, Harris County. They're coming from Fort Bend County. And there's yeah. theories around, you know, yeah. why are they coming up here? Well, part of the reason we think that they're coming up here is because it's just a new experience. It's different. Correct. They can get out of town. And and do a a staycation, you, or know, you probably the, know more all about the that.
1: wonderful marketing that the Convention and Visitor yes. Bureau is doing. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> but I'll yeah, no, you know. <laughs> <out is definitely>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we we do get a lot of, of drive-in traffic, so that's yes. good that they're you know not just taking advantage of the lake that they're right. actually. and we're going to we're really going to really gonna capitalize
4: on that. We have I think an opportunity to do what I'm referring to as cooperative marketing, where the city will lead the charge to market. Downtown Conroe as a destination, using social media, using mm-hmm. billboards around the state, around the region, mm-hmm. to draw mm-hmm. people in here, make them aware of Conroe. Correct. We can't take that for granted. That right. Everybody knows where Conroe is. Right. That's not true. We have to, we have to advertise. You know what, Leah, if you don't advertise, it's like kissing a girl in the dark. Uh-oh. You know you've done something, but nobody else does. That is awesome. Right. Yeah. I love
1: it. Crazy. You're never quite sure what's going to come out I was of this like, game. <laughs> well, um, I'm watching our time, yes. so Dick's going to wave at us any minute, but I do <laughs> want to throw some things out um, and w- we'll keep talking, but I do want to make sure that we mention that mm-hmm. we, it kind of seems like things are. Getting back to the new normal and we're starting to kind of open things back up and and a lot of things are going on in downtown. Of course, we just had the first Thursday, the first 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 Thursday Thursday, uh, concert of the year finally um last week and we've got another one because they didn't necessarily cancel all of the ones prior to they just moved them later and that is down here at heritage um but we have um a tribute to Journey it's the it's escape. escape it's the escape yeah. escape band that's on September 17th and along with that um There's a farmer's market um, and there's a great opportunity to go listen to some music um, and then maybe walk down the street and grab a bite to eat in downtown while you're here and check out some of the places downtown. Then we have another one on October 1st. That's a tribute to Garth Brooks called Rope in the Wind. Um, and then we have one, one, it seems like every two weeks. We're just yes, going to knock an, all these it's out. It's no
2: longer the first Thursday, it's just
1: a Thursday. We're going to knock them all out. Um, October the 15th, Derek Spence is a tribute to George Strait. I'll probably so be there. With there'll that be one. some good ones coming up. And then, in case you missed it, um, October 9th through the 11th, the Cajun, Conroe Cajun Catfish Festival is a go it is happening um we just got word of that last week so we're very very excited um there's going to be some changes obviously um, you have to buy your tickets online um, certain air parts of the festival you won't even need a ticket to get in um, so check the website for all the details on that but we are very happy to say things are happening again in downtown and then of course the Owen and the Crichton both have uh, performances going on I think Sister Act is over yeah. at the Owen that's one of my favorite I know. movies I I was going to say I want to yeah. see Whoopi I know <laughs> that is thing. such a funny show so so we might have to go check yes. that one out. But
2: and then Lobster Fest um, on October 1st. Yep.
1: Got a Lobster Fest right around the corner. I'm hungry be, already know, thinking about that. Um, but, but there's some great things going on. And um, if you are a little bit leery about getting into into the restaurants or going to a concert inside a venue, these are some great opportunities to take advantage of outdoors. Awesome. Um, And all of the organizers of all of these uh, events and things, the concerts and stuff, are taking every precaution to keep everyone safe. Um, So it's just a good opportunity to get out and enjoy it. So we're glad things are happening. Um, we will definitely have you coming yes. back in to tell oh, us some well, of the new you. things that are going on as we see some new businesses open up or we're able to kind of share some of the new things. Um, we will certainly pull you back in here and let you tell us some stuff.
2: Well, thank so.
4: you. Thank you. It'll be my pleasure.
2: Good. Good. Anything else? I think you've nailed it. I think um, Conra was waking back up and, you know, we're starting to see some amazing things and I'm excited to see what the next couple months bring.
1: I think we are too. And we're doing a new website, so yes. um, bear with us on our current website, but we, our community calendar is on there. And if you've got events yes. that you would like us to know about that are open to the public, whether they're ticketed events or not, mm-hmm. um, please uh, feel free to list your event on that yes. community calendar and um, you might be able to come on the
2: show with us yes. and tell us what's going on. So if you don't tell us about it, we don't know you're having an event. Exactly.
1: And we've got tons of services that we offer for free if you want to hold an event here in our community. We've got some new event venues, obviously. um, Wedding, meeting, all kinds of stuff. Um, Check it out all on our website. Visit Conroe.com. Yes. All
2: right. All right. So um, want to know uh, about the local hidden treasures looking for things to do in conroe the goal of keeping up with conroe is to promote all that conroe has to offer to residents and to visitors so tune in monthly we are here live the second tuesday of every month at 11 we will for the rest of the year and <laughs> into next we'll be back um, and after the show airs we will post on podcast youtube and all the fun social media networks so check out our website visitconroe.com or follow us on social media at visit conroe, and tune in regularly to keeping up with conroe
0: If you enjoy today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.